Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stibben Zang Show, episode 55. Uh, in today's episode, we are talking about the divisional matchups for the NFL. Got four big games to talk about, the final eight, or the elite eight. And then uh, going to talk a little about uh, UFC 270. Obviously, it's uh, fight week. Uh, UFC will be this Saturday in Ganu and Gone. Big heavyweight matchup. So, of course, we will talk about the main card. Give us who we like, uh, the odds parlay is the same old uh but always before we jump into that let's talk about the sponsors hot streak fantasy the best in play fantasy app on the market pick two to three players in the M- uh, NM- uh, nba and nfl uh watch your favorite teams watch them make you some money hot streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus when you use promo code hot sauce so get hot streak fantasy app now uh every week easy way for gambling especially now when it matters in the nfl playoffs so get on that uh to bet during nfl games but as always before we jump into the episode roll it Welcome back to the Stibben Zang Show, episode 55. Like we mentioned, NFL Divisional Week, Eric, UFC 270. Um, you know, crazy week in the NFL, Eric. Uh, most of the favorites won in the wildcard matchups, except one, Dallas versus San Fran. The 49ers upset the Cowboys, classic Dallas fashion, mm-hmm. to lose a game on the clock. Uh, wow. But uh, we'll talk about that later on when we talk about the 49ers matchup. But first, uh, let's talk about uh, the first matchup, Saturday matchup, the Bengals versus the Titans. Eric, the Bengals, the only um, AFC North team to carry on into the next round. As we know, Steelers, it's very sad, but uh, good for them making it. Unfortunate that they had to lose. But AFC North, the Bengals coming off. A big win against the Raiders, a close win, Eric. They held the Raiders uh, inside the 10-yard line to finish the game. Uh, a lot of weird calls, Eric. There was the blown whistle during the play. Uh, that should have been called back. Didn't get called back. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, I don't think it – honestly, I don't think it would have been a big difference maker if the whistle was not blown or not. I don't think that cornerback or anything is still catching that ball. People are saying, you know, the whistle made him hesitate. Uh, no, I think he just thought the play was stepped outside or he didn't think that catch was going to be, be made. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I don't think it was that big of a deal. You know, Raiders got some calls down the line. There was that passing the, or roughing the, the, the passer on Derek Carr where it was hitting the shoulder. He claimed the head. Oh, they got yeah, the 15 yeah. yards there on their, you know, when they're trying to tie the game on the last drive, they get 15 added yards. So, you know, it goes both ways. Uh, so I don't want to hear it from Raiders fans or anyone saying Bengals don't deserve to be here. Bengals deserve to be here. And Eric, they will be taking on the number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans, who uh, now finished their bye, uh, are looking for some playoff wins. Eric, uh, Titans are favored by over three, the spread over under 46 and a half points. Uh, that's the, the point total. Man, Eric, Bengals win first playoff game since 1991. 1991. Uh, yeah. And they're looking to do it again now. What are the Bengals going to have to do? Because they lost a lot in the uh, Raiders win, unfortunately, Eric. Uh, Ogan Joby, uh, their, de- their whole defensive line, Trey Hendrickson, Ogan Joby, two of their best uh, defensive line players, are injured. Ogan Joby's out for the season. He won't be playing next week. Trey Hendrickson, still with a concussion. We'll get more details on him further down the week. Uh, but that's a huge loss, considering 
King Henry will be coming back for the Tennessee Titans. Eric, he's we he came back earlier in the season, but now he will be be playing in the playoffs, and that's uh, that's trouble for the uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, if their pass rush isn't up to tier or healthy, it's going to be hard to stop uh, Derrick Henry. And right now, their best pass rushers uh, are injured, so um, you know that's not that doesn't bode well for them. However, some good news for for Bengals fans. Uh, NFL stats here. The Titans there are the twentieth team. They're tw- the most. They're the twentieth most efficient team. Meaning, they are twentieth in offense, twelfth on defense, twenty-first on special teams. Eric, they are the worst number one seed in NFL history. Mm-hmm. The worst. Uh, but there is, you know, an explanation for that, and that has been their injuries. Um, that's why their coach is coach of the year, Mike. Um, I always forget his last name. It starts with a V. Vabral. Vabral. He won coach of the year, uh, right? Or did he? Yeah. Coach of the year. I don't year. think he won it yet. Not yet. Uh, no, but he's a very good coach. He's uh, yeah. he, Well, he's under Bill Belichick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, we, we know what he Bill did. Belichick. Yeah, with Bill Belichick. They haven't released coach of the year, I guess. But he's up for um, nomination alongside Zach Taylor, too. Other numerous coaches, too. Um, but I think he might be the favorite to win it, Eric. The injuries that they had to go through this season, the Tennessee Titans, and where they are is astonishing. A.J. Brown went down with injuries. Julio was suffering with the hamstring. They lost their best player on the team for the longest time, Eric. Um, I think in total they lost like 300 games, technically speaking-wise, of injuries. So, uh, man, just crazy that they're in the first uh, first seed. So, obviously, I said all those stats about offense, defense. Um, but the team, when they're healthy – uh, I, I'm guessing those those uh, stats are going to change quickly. So offense, we know if they have A.J. Brown back, Julio Jones, they're going to be able to sling it downfield, make some dangerous uh, passes. Bengals, Eric, they're bottom of the league in pass defense. I think they're like uh, 24. Yeah, they're 24th in pass defense. So that's going to be another thing that they're going to have to look out for. Uh, Mike Hilton injured, came back, so hopefully he can have a big game. Eli Apple, he's had up and down season. Uh, up and down season so you know that's another thing to look out for so right now the bank uh, the titans are favored eric they got the run game coming back they were able to run the ball even without derrick henry so don't expect any uh limitations or anything like that so they're, they're gonna be able to run the ball but T- Tannehill has been a little up and down this season eric mm-hmm. uh he's thrown interceptions when pressured and stuff like that so that's gonna be a key for the Bengals. Eric, for the Bengals to win uh, the O line is going to have to be superb. It's going to have to play its best game of the season. Obviously, um, Joe Burrow has one of the quickest uh, release ball or release um, to catch uh, ratios. So it's not a big problem with him when there's people rushing at him or getting him out of the pocket. He releases the ball, which is great when it's man on man coverage, something like that. But zone defense, not so much. As we know, Titans, they don't like to uh, blitz a lot, they play zone defense. That could be a problem. But, um, yeah, the Titans' D-line is scary good. So the O-line's going to have to be good. Uh, I know they can score. They have five guys they can throw the ball to. Jamar, T, Joe Mixon, um, Tyler Boyd, very underrated, and CJ Uzama. So they have five guys they can throw the ball to. um, You know, And so I have no problem with the offense. It's just uh, if that pass rush of the Tennessee Titans gives us some problems, it's going to give us some problems. Establish a run game with Joe Mixon so you avoid those third and long plays. And yeah, you could win this game. It's just, it, it's, it's going to be difficult. Things are not in your favor. Um, obviously, Titans are favored, uh, but you've lost some big players and they're getting players back now who are, who are going to be healthy. And so 
they're going to be a healthy team versus a banged up Bengals team. So it's not in the Bengals' favor to win this game, but I'm still going to take them. Obviously, got to ride the Cincy train. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bengals to win, Eric. Uh, yeah, and um, I expect Titans to well plus the over three. It's going to be That's a close, close game. Yeah. It's going to be a close yeah. game. Do I expect Titans to cover? I don't know uh, because it could be a touchdown loss. But if the Bengals went on, I don't know if it could be by, the, uh, by three points or not. No, okay. No, that's fair. No, this game is definitely going to be close for sure because uh, this one's a tough one to analyze because on one side you have Tennessee, obviously, as you said, one of the worst first seeds of all time. But their team is stacked. They didn't have Derrick Henry for a good part of the season, right? A.J. Brown's healthy, healthy now yep. too. So – um, it's gonna be weird because the rate like the Raiders games again uh, against the Bengals. Bengals they're coming off a huge win, <sighs> close one, close one. I'm not gonna lie. Like at the end, I, I was gonna start texting yeah, you, but I was like, okay, let's just uh, leave it at that. But uh, no, and as you said before, with that play, with that whistle, yeah. probably didn't do anything. But that's that's one of the weirdest calls I've ever seen in my life. Weird. Like what, usually in any sport, especially football, if you hear a whistle, the play is dead every single time. And Obviously, it was cl- they, the red blew the whistle way too early, right? But with a play like that, you definitely call it back. But and even in hockey, would... too. Even hockey, you hear yeah. a whistle before the goal gets in, disallowed. Right away. Right away. Right when you hear the whistle. The, like, it so, won't even count, though, even if it goes in or not. But it's funny because they reviewed the play, too. But I guess they didn't have the audio, maybe. I don't, I don't know. They probably did. But because they, re- they reviewed the play. There was a coach's challenge. They reviewed it. And it, 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 still, it didn't get overturned. So that was weird. But there's no difference. The uh the Bengals played amazing. Well, not amazing, but they they definitely they were better than the best. Raiders for sure. Yeah, it wasn't their best, but hey, they got the win. It's it's the playoffs. If you get a win, it's a win. You just move on to the next game, right? So, but they did show a lot though. Like the the Bengals, like you can tell Joe Burrow, he's made for the like. Every time he had the ball, I was like, okay, he's gonna be able to make a play, very composed, you know. So, um, and for this game, the key is, um, because obviously Tennessee is definitely a step up. They're gonna have to. Everything's gotta be tight. Like, like there's not much to improve on, right? Because a lot, like during the games, like the calls are good. Like, just are you gonna catch the ball or not? Like, like uh, it's it, it's very tactical, right? But uh, and I don't know what the name the uh, your coach's name is, but he's really Zach he's Taylor. a really good coach. Yeah. Zach Taylor, really good coach, right? He's proven stuff. And Joe Burrow is a very smart quarterback. So, uh, if I had to like bet on this, it's it's because you guys are underdogs, which is kind of weird. Because yeah. not really for seed. Because it can't hey, be weird. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's because if you look at Tennessee, like Tennessee, bro, their team isn't that good. Like, well, they I look, so I, much this season. I said all the stats, but it's also because yeah. they've been injured, and you yeah. know they've yeah they've been out uh, inconsistent at times. But they're yeah. a good team. They're at home right now. Mm-hmm. It's the playoffs. Uh, get King Henry's back. I mean, yeah. I think to sum up what you're trying to say is like both offenses are going to score. Like, yeah. there's no problem to that. It's the defense, really, yeah. it's going to come down yeah. to. Can the Bengals' defense stop the offensive power of the Tennessee Titans? Yeah. And can the O-line for the Bengals, you know, blocking, exactly. create gaps for Joe Mixon, give time to Joe Burrow? Because that D-line is going to pounce on it. It's going to jump on them. It's jumped on some good offensive lines yeah. before this season. And so that's going to be the main, that, that's gonna be the main thing. Because no, the Titans, no. they have eight wins against teams with winning records eight wins that's like most yeah. in nfl history i believe yeah so it's going to come down yeah. to that it's going to be but, the but defense the, for the cincinnati Bengals and the o-line yeah but the only thing is because uh with a game like this like the Bengals they already had like their practice game like not practice game but like they had they already have a game right yeah and then tennessee this is their first playoff game right 
and Derrick Henry, it's the first game in a while, right? So I don't know if they have everything rolling yet. Like Bengals, they're already rolling, right? They've been winning too. So uh, the thing with Tennessee is it's weird because they've always been underdogs. Always. They've always been underdogs. Like ever ever since Derrick Henry was on the team, uh, that run they had two years ago. Pats. Yeah, they beat the Pats and then they beat Lamar Jackson and and, uh, the Ravens. So they've always been the underdog and it's weird to see them as a favorite like this because I don't know how if they do well as favorites, right? Because Ryan Tannehill too, like everything about this team is underdog and having them on this high pedestal, you know, I want to see how they, like if they'll be able to live up to that expectation last year, they didn't really live up to that expectation. Uh, maybe this year is different. We'll see. But uh, if I had to bet on the fight, uh, not on the fight, on the game, I'd bet on Cincinnati. If I had to, oh, yeah. if I had to choose a, if I had to choose a projection, like a projection, like the yeah. next week, who I'd probably go with Tennessee. But if I had to bet, I'd probably bet on Cincinnati. So we have to bet you. So if you had money to put on, you're going with the Bengals. Yeah. If I if you gave that's me like a hundred dollars, if you gave me a hundred dollars to bet on, I, I, that's interesting. Give me some... That's interesting. I mean, yeah, you're right. If Titans faced any other team, I think they'd be the the underdogs. You know, Packers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, yeah. uh, maybe even the Rams. Except the 49ers, they'd be favorites. Except Who knows about yeah. the Rams if they'd be the favorites? Um, but yeah, for sure that usually they are the underdogs going into big matchups because they usually face some great teams, but they got the first seed. So they, they'll face a less better team, of course, statistically wise coming with the seeding. It's just, yeah, Bengals are good. The offense, good Titans offense will be good. I predict with the running game, it hasn't yeah. even affected them without Derrick Henry. So him coming back is just a cherry on top. Yeah. It's just going to be the defense. The Bengals defense really going to have to step up because the offense I mean, they got their guys. Uh, they got the plays they can run. They have so many, you know, pass option. They have so many tricks and plays that mm-hmm. I've seen. Yeah. Um, so it just depends uh, on the defense for me. Since he's defense, it's the X factor and their O line. If they're because their O line was brutal against uh, even the Raiders too. So if their O line uh, isn't good, this D line is going to eat Joe Burrow alive. And so that's why they're got to be good. But uh, moving on um, to the 49ers Packers. Ooh. 49ers, Eric, upset the Dallas Cowboys. Man, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Eric, uh, uh, I, I was telling – I mean, I took the Cowboys versus the 49ers. We both I, took the Cowboys. I, I figured like, – yeah, you know, I figured Cowboys would beat the 49ers, lose their very next uh, playoff match. Because I was telling our good – Doskis, who's a big Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. fan, you know, I was telling him all season, I was like, Cowboys are going to win their division because they won it in like week eight, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're going to win their division, and then they're going to lose their first playoff game because I don't trust the Cowboys versus good teams because they f- play in a shitty division. Um, they get hyped up or overhyped up because they, they drop mm-hmm. 50 points on the New York Giants or the Washington football or the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, and we got the best offense in the league and stuff. And, you know, I was like, yeah, they're going to beat the 49ers because Jimmy G sucks. And, you know, this is the Cowboys game to lose, which they did. They lost it on themselves. 14 penalties, I think, tied us uh, the most ever. So they just shot yeah. themselves in the foot, Cowboys. Yeah. The 49ers didn't win this game. The Cowboys lost it to themselves. So, I, you know, I thought, oh, the Cowboys will win, and then they'll, they'll lose to um, the Bucks. I think they're expected to play if they won. I was like, they, they're going to lose to Tampa, whatever, but they'll beat the 49ers. They lose to 49ers. Um, 14 penalties kills America. Dak wasn't very good, you know, at start. And then he starts getting yeah. better too late, though. Uh, their running game went nowhere with Zeke and, um, and Pollard. Uh, I don't know if Zeke got banged up or anything, but um, those two used to be electric. Then, you know, down the stretch, they got injured. The wearing and tear and, you know, they're trying to 
to get back into 100% shape, but I guess they couldn't get it done. Then there's that last play call, you know, running down the middle of the field because they're protecting the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's a good. You, it could be a good call if it was executed better. Um, that just mm-hmm. might be the inexperience of the Dallas Cowboys because they, you know, they made it to the playoffs with Dak once. I think they won a game, then they lost. Uh, but like, if you don't know that the NFL referee has to spot the ball, then that's on you. That's on the coaching staff. That's on Dak. Like, you got to know that, and you can't. I don't spot why he gave it to the O line? Yeah, because he, he was trying to spot his own ball, and you can't spot yeah. your own balls. But anyway, they should have executed that last play better. You know, slide down earlier, whatever clock management, because you know, and then you got to know the refs got to keep up with the play, and then there's you know talk mm-hmm. about the ref. Oh, he has to keep up with the play. That's on him. Oh, whatever cowboys you killed your like they shot themselves in the foot 14 penalties they didn't execute it's, it's classic cowboys you know and you see all the fans crying and, and whatever you know like <laughs> i i knew they were overrated i was calling them overrated i've been calling them over i said they'd never win a super bowl as long as jerry jones is general manager of this team and i still believe that and i've been telling Doskus that all year and you know you could back me up but uh, i was not really sold on this team i knew they were gonna win the division they're in a shit division I thought they'd lose their first playoff game. I saw they were facing the 49ers. I said, okay, they're not really that top tier of a team, number six seed in the in the seeding ranks. They just got in, luckily. I'm going to take the Cowboys, but I'm going to take them to lose versus their next opponent. But they didn't even get there. So, yeah, Cowboys. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. No, no it's, it's funny. It was, they, they, and Gregory, so- too, he's played well all season. Got that yeah. big penalty uh, near the end there, where he took that old lineman down. Yeah, for no reason. What for was no that? Reason. Like, it was literally no reason. They ha- they had the play, like everything was good, huge play for them. But no, decides. Yeah, brings it back, and I want to hear time excuses on- about Cowboys, man. You had Jimmy G who threw a pick, who overthrew how many receivers? Like mm-hmm. he was shit. Jimmy G wasn't good. They're better yeah. when Jimmy G when the ball is out of his hands, when it's in Debo Samuel's hands. When it's mm-hmm. in somebody else's hands, Elijah not Mitchell, when it's yeah. in Jimmy G. If you want Jim, if you're forcing Jimmy G to throw on third down or whatever, you're already losing the game. The guy wasn't good. He wasn't even that good. They still lost. So and they still uh, they got that one that in that inch inch. The, yeah. And you even got the inch. If they got a first yeah. down, it's over. You even got the ball back with 30 seconds, and you yeah. still couldn't win. You, you know how many chances you had? You had an interception. Um, he overthrows people, so you get the ball back uh, on offense, and then you still can't even do anything with it. So that's on Dallas. Best offense in the league. It's like, what a joke, man, in the playoffs. So anyway, whatever you were saying. Yeah, Gregory didn't have to take that penalty mm-hmm. uh, on that play. and then So unnecessary. unnecessary. And he was great no, all season, too. Yeah, no. But, okay, Dallas – they didn't play terrible, but uh, the, the, obviously, as you said, the penalties. Oh, they played terrible, and, I think. That's but, terrible. 14 penalties, that's playing terrible. That's No, but at, 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 the, at the end, they started picking it up a bit. Like, obviously, like, they started getting closer, but, uh, it, it, yeah, it wasn't enough. That pick, they got they got a huge break with that pick, but I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It's tough being a Dallas fan. I, I wouldn't want to be a Dallas fan, to be honest. Yeah. It sounds very uh, – <laughs> it sounds it's like a, a brutal It's literally life. the Maple Leafs. That comparison is yeah. the Maple Leafs of yeah. the NFL. No, it's but it's weird because the 49ers go into this game like they they showed a lot. I'm not like like the defense is good. Oh, like defense was good, and obviously they're running the ball and like they're able to do whatever they. Well, Jimmy G wasn't uh, he he's not a tier yet, but everyone knows that. But um, they're able to like Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, so um he he was able to like run a bunch of plays. Yeah. Obviously, this team with Debo Samuel is completely different from every. And any team I've seen like before from San Fran, like yeah. it's just like every player, like okay, Debo can get the ball and do whatever he wants. Like 
every, I know. every time and they know whatever too. he wants. They know where the mm-hmm. ball is going to go. And, and it's crazy because you like George Kittle didn't like he, he didn't have that much of an impact, but like usually he does like Debo Samuel just everywhere. Even Elijah Mitchell had a really good game. And you start like Brandon Ayuk. Like this this is this is a good team. Uh, people are definitely sleeping on them. Yeah, but now unfortunately, uh, you know, people might be sleeping on them. There. Keep on sleeping on them as they yeah. face <laughs> the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, uh, who are uh, plus six favorites. Over under Eric is 47 and a half. Oh, by the way, 46 and a half Bengals Titans. Do I think? Yes, I'm going to oh. say it goes over. Yeah, I'll, take I'll the go over, over on that. Yeah. 49ers, Packers. Listen, um, Packers, uh, injury news. They get David um, uh, Bakhtiari back. Bakhtiari, uh, yeah. Yeah. Got, you know, you know him, Milwaukee, chugging the beer. Yeah. Uh, in pitch perfect. Everyone knows him. Uh, he was injured all year. Hasn't played. Now yeah. he's coming. Or no, sorry. He played against the Lions when they lost. But now um, he's, he's getting more in the feel of it. That's going to mm-hmm. be huge versus Nick Bosa in case he comes back, mm-hmm. in case he clears mm-hmm. concussion protocol. Uh, Jair Alexander, cornerback, he's back healthy. He played four games. He was out. Their pass defense when he was playing, Eric, was hot, that red hot, and then kind of slowed down when he got injured. He's back now, so expect their defense to be there. And Zay Darius Smith, um, he played one game, and he's a pass rusher, all pro, by the way. He's going to be coming back too. So defense, no team is getting healthy like the Packers are getting, Eric. No teams mm-hmm. getting healthy like they are. They're getting a full team back. 49ers yeah. win, Eric. Um, get the ball out of Jimmy G's hands. Said this last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, get the ball out of Jimmy G's hands. Threw one interception. Missed some open guys. Threw a shit yeah. pass to George Kittle. That could have given him the first down and won the game. Didn't. So um, keep the hands out of him. Debo Samuel. And their defense has to play great like it did against Dallas, mm-hmm. right? If it, it goes to show what a great defense can do against a great offensive team. Yeah. You know? Penalty, sure, but a great defense stumps the offense. Like then they got nothing to do. Don't think that's going to happen though. Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but uh, it, you know that's what they have to do. So um, their pass rush is going to have to be good. But Rodgers is great outside the pocket. So I'm taking the Packers Eric, plus six. Um, mm-hmm. I might take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the under on 47 and a half just because. Okay. 49ers defense good. I also don't think they're going to score that uh, that many points. And Packers, I think, are going to take majority of the points. I'm going to take Packers. I mean, not much to say. Uh, they've been great all season. The defense has taken another step, and they're coming back healthy, and they're just the better team at Lambeau Stadium, too. So, Yeah, no. For this game, like, I try not to overanalyze or have recency bias, right, because yeah. 49ers, they, they play good, but I'm not going to lie. Their defense definitely impressed me a bit. Like, they're very solid, like, uh, everywhere so and even offense other than jimmy g they play really good like jimmy g is not a bad quarter but like everyone knows what quarter he is now like we we like we know that he's a system qb and he's not he won't come in clutch for you like you're gonna have to rely on your defense and like your run plays right yeah he won't come in clutch for you so um that's why it's like it's, it's a little tough but hey the packers Usually they, they tend to make it out of the first round, right? It, we'll, we'll talk talk about them choking a little later on, but right now, the, uh, no, the second round. I mean, like, I, I think I don't be know, good man. For this. I could like we say choking and stuff, and I've said the defense, but I don't know this defense. They're gonna listen. I'm gonna be impressed. They're gonna impress me. I'm gonna assume they will impress me fully healthy. And there might be that stigma where it's like, oh, Packers don't have the defense to win the Super Bowl. Maybe that's changing that narrative. I don't know the Packers. Yeah. What I'm going to see next week, Eric, is a lot, and it might sway my decision here down the line when we come to these picks. It could be a different yeah. Packer team this year, I'm telling you, no. uh, than last year. But I'm telling you, don't be surprised if 49ers win this because I, I think it's 
it's closer than people think. It's going to be a really close game. Come down the wire. But I don't believe in Jimmy G enough to, for them to win this game. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it, obviously the defense, like, let's see what they can do. A lot, like, the thing was, when players come back from injury, especially in the playoffs, you never know. Like, it takes a while to, to come back and be fully yourself. So let's see if that, there's a transition there. And also, um, I saw the interview with he and Aaron Rodgers. Gave me some confidence, you know. He, yeah. he Aaron Rodgers talking, like, he knows what's up. Like, he knows he's going to win this game. Like, he didn't talk the game, but I, I could tell in his vibe, like, he, he's good. So, um, I, ha- I have them winning this game. Um, I'd probably go – yeah, I'll go uh, I'll go over. I'll go over. Okay. Over 46 and a half. Taking the over, 47 and a half. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but are you taking Packers? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm ta- I'll take okay. – I'm taking Packers. So, Bills versus Chiefs. Chiefs, two and a half favorites, over under 54. Eric, they should have been the AFC championship game. Unfortunately, it's not. Uh, no, yeah. it should. Sorry, it shouldn't have been. Uh, it, sh- it has the same feel as an AFC championship yeah. game because my Bengals are still alive, obviously. Yeah, you you uh, guys should be thankful for that, though, because not you guys would have to face the Bills and can- like, Yeah. If, if, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, the lowest yeah. seed if uh, what's his face? Yeah. Uh, Steelers were would have won. And then yeah. they face uh, off against Tennessee instead. But um, Bills versus Chiefs. Eric, Bills played one of the most perfect offensive games in NFL history, especially in playoffs, probably. It uh, ranks yeah. there. Um, I mean, they destroyed the Pats. The defense was stellar. The uh, Josh Allen, the offense was stellar. I mean, guy was running around out of pocket, throwing balls. People are open. Uh, but like we said, and they established a run game um with um their running back singletary singletary uh, yeah singletary devin singletary uh he played great two touchdowns i believe i mean they just the whole scheme of it was great bill belichick has never been blown out that big in a playoff game ever um so you know what they're gonna have to do is play exactly like that however the question mark is what kind of bills team are we gonna get because are we gonna get the Bills team that destroyed the Pats, Eric, or are we going to get this Bills team that scored six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars? You know, uh, they are one of the most inconsistent teams this year, the Buffalo Bills, Eric. So, uh, you know, it depends which ones we're going to get. If they show out like that, they could very much sneak away with a, a road win here in Kansas City. But for the Chiefs to win, uh, the Chiefs offense can't start the game like it did against the Steelers, Eric. It was terrible against the Steelers. I thought, whoa, <laughs> this is could be a close yeah. game or something. And then they go down seven, nothing. Uh, the offense just didn't show up uh, to begin with. And against a team like the Bills, you don't yeah, want to go down 14, nothing yeah. or something like that uh, in the first quarter because, you know, you go three and out twice or something like that. So that offense is going to have to come alive. Uh, the thing about the, the Kansas City offense I liked against um, – who they just played Steelers. Uh, Steelers. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it was very diverse. Tyree kill got some, uh, didn't have that big of a game, got some receptions, um, uh, Travis Kelsey, but all their other receivers got Hardman Pringle. Uh, I mean, who else got, it, it was just a very yeah. diverse uh, spread of the ball. So yeah. that's what I expect from them again, uh, to spread the ball at times because you know, yeah, you might think we're going to Hill or you might think we're going to Kelsey, but no, we're going to switch it up. And then, uh, yeah, their offenses look disjointed at times. Uh, the defense looked incredible at times against the Steelers and then looked soft at other times there where they couldn't make tackles. They couldn't make big plays. And so that defense is going to have to uh, turn around, but if they can play the 60 minutes of their best football, like we've seen, you know, 
later on in the regular season near the end of those weeks, that team will beat the Bills. But if we get the the, the team like versus the Steelers, I don't know then because Bills came out hot. So it's really dependent. It, it, the question is, we'll, I mean, we'll know what kind of team we get. The question is, what kind of you know, what team will, are we going to see from both of these uh, next week? You know, what kind of Bills team are we going to get? What kind of Chiefs uh, team are we going to get? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, in my okay. opinion, because Bills, man, have been so inconsistent this season uh, where they play great against the Pats. I doubt they're going to repeat that. I really doubt because that's nearly impossible to do. But I doubt they're going to even have that of a dom- that much of a dominant game like they did. So I'm going to take the Chiefs just because uh, the firepower. And uh, I, I like that defense better than the Bills defense, even though the Bills defense okay. impressed me last okay. week. Yeah. I like that Chiefs defense. OK, no, uh, very good analysis. Uh, this one. Uh... So this was a good one to talk about because obviously it's, it's literally like argue, uh, maybe not, but probably the two best teams, not not the two best teams, but like up there, like definitely the the, the most dominant teams. Um, this one, if I had to pick someone, I, I don't even know. Let, let me analyze it a bit first before I, I have a pick, but I'm, I, I want to talk about it before. Let me say this: Mahomes seven and two in the playoffs in his career, two yeah. losses versus Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So, uh, okay, no, but for this one, um, I, the Bills, they, they showed a lot last week. I'm not going to lie against, obviously, uh, Bill Belichick yeah. and the Pats. Outplay them, like, Lee did not – we can't – there's no mistake. Like, it's hard to analyze the game when it was a flawless performance. Like, uh, every, everything went perfect for them, their defense, offense, right? So, yeah. coming into this game, it's more about, like – I'd say more about mentality, right? It's more about, like uh, – in the clutch, who's going to be able to, to – if there's a fourth down, third down, are you going to be able to get the ball? Um, there's one player that actually really impressed me, like a very underrated tight end, like uh, Knox. Bro, yeah, Dawson guy, Knox. Every time – Dawson Knox. Every time, bro, this guy's getting TDs, like everything. Yeah. Bro, I don't know how he does it, but uh, very underrated. Impressed me a lot. But well, we torched uh, the, the Patriots the, last time, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Last yeah, time yeah, yeah. Had, uh, that's what I'm saying. Early on most of the season. games I watch – most of the games I watch for the Bills was against yeah. Patriots, and he's always torching them. But – uh, this game, like, I don't feel their, their defense definitely be considered a weakness. Last year, you could say it was a bit of a weakness, but this year, definitely solidified. Their offense, they can run it. Obviously, they have a bunch of catchers, right? So they're good on that. But on the other hand, you have Kansas. They played my Steelers. Yeah, they didn't put, they didn't show that much because don't forget, the Steelers, we're not, we're probably the 20th best team in the league, if I'm yeah. being honest. Like, we're, we're not even one of the best, like, we're we're not even a playoff team. Like yeah. you, you can't consider us a playoff team. So, like our defense was able to outshine them in the first half, right? Let's not talk about this. Like or before, like before yeah. they started scoring a bunch. Yeah. But like it, it was weird because there was like seven punts in a row. Like it, it just it just kept punting on each side, right? That just shows that like if you do that against the Bills, you're losing 100. percent Like you cannot allow the Steelers to like literally stop you that many times, right? So. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to step up. Uh, last week, they started toying with us a bit. Like, like everyone was throwing. Like, they had their O-lines catch. Like, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Like, what, like, like, I was like, okay, damn, okay. But hey, Andy Reid is going to stay focused for this week. Patrick Mahomes, like, the whole team's got to stay focused. But if I had to pick, I'm picking the Bills. I don't like Kansas anymore. And uh, I, I think this is the Bills' years. I, I think they learned from last year. Obviously, um, they lost them in the AFC Championship. But uh, I, I think this is a different Bills team. Like this year, that they started off a bit rough, but hey, they're proving a lot. They're dominating games. Like they're shutting them out, and their defense has been playing amazing. 
I don't really see any like huge holes in their game. And uh, Josh Allen, like now I, I feel like he, he's really coming to his own as like a superstar quarterback, you know, like he'll come in the clutch, like definitely not that many weaknesses anymore. So I'll take bills on this. one. Yeah. I mean, it is a revenge game for the bills from last year. They got eliminated. This is their ta- uh, chance at redemption uh, to avenge their loss. But again, like we know how good the bills are when they're on their game. Like yeah. they're nearly unstoppable. But when they're yeah. not, like mm-hmm. we've seen many times, they're so beautiful. Yeah. Either uh, either their yeah. offense sucking, their defense yeah. is the one that loses their game either that week. And the Chiefs, too, you, you know, you saw it a little, not as much as the Bills. Uh, but for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. even, too, like their run game, uh, they didn't really need to run the ball versus the Steelers. Yeah. But that might be something they need to do versus the Bills. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, time will tell what kind of teams we get early on in the first quarter. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like you said, big revenge week for Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. You remember yeah. Stefan Diggs yeah. standing? Yeah, yeah the game was, that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. So this got to be a huge motivation for them. And it, 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 it should play into this game. And we should see uh, the Bills come out, uh, you know, come out for some revenge. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs uh, at home. Uh, but uh, I'm going to take this game to go under 54. You know, both teams might be offensive juggernauts for me, Eric, but. For, I'm taking an under. I'm, I'm saying it's not okay, going over fair. 54 points. I'm saying one team's defense is going to step up and, uh, you yeah. know, shut the other team down, whereas it doesn't get to 54 points. So that's what I mean by shut down. Uh, but last game, Rams versus Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady versus Matt Stafford. Eric, uh, Bucks coming off a blowout versus the Eagles. Rams coming off a big win versus uh, Arizona. Cardinals destroyed them. Eric, this is a big game. Um, last year, I remember I didn't take Tom Brady once, and he, you know, proved me wrong. That's why you don't bet against him. But guess what, Eric? I'm betting against him again. Tom oh, Brady no. and the Bucks. I'm going against. I'm taking the Matthew Stafford and the Rams to beat Tom Brady. Let me tell you why. Uh, the Rams, Eric, big win versus the Arizona Cardinals. That, that's like. You know, obviously they've been in good Samantha staff or whatever, but that was a huge game. Uh, Cooper Cup, Odell were big. That defense was amazing. I mean, they were just playing some great football. And uh, why I think they might do it again? Well, Eric, uh, as we know, Brady doesn't like to exit the pocket, yet he, you know, he doesn't do it much because he has a 2.1 second, you know, ball release time, which is one of the quickest in the league, one of the quickest for him since 2016. So, uh, you know, and making him exit the pocket, not really a thing because he releases the ball. However, if you pressure that pocket, put some pressure on Brady, it might, you know, get him to throw some picks, you know, like he's done early in the season. Also, he was sacked four times against the Eagles, Eric. That offensive line, Tristan Worth and Ryan Jensen suffered ankle injuries. Jensen returned. How, you know, if he's 100%, we don't know. But uh, if his right tackle, Tristan Worth, isn't there, Eric... I don't know. Yeah. You got Von Miller, Aaron Dahl, two Hall of Famer, uh, you know, defensive end or tackles tr- coming at you. So, you know, uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough uh, for that offensive line. They got to be on their game. But man, the Rams defense, Eric, surprised me so much. I think they're going to come in uh, next week like they did against Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let me give you another stat. Last time these two teams faced in September, 34-24 Rams. Eric, the Bucks didn't even attempt to... I mean, they ran the ball. They couldn't run the ball, Eric. Tom Brady was the lead in rusher with like 18 yards that game, so they they won't like... No Leonard Fournette. Who knows if he's going to be back? Ronald Jones, who knows if he's going to be back? Eric, if those two guys aren't there, I don't see the Rams running the ball at all or being successful at it. 
I should say. Mm. And when you don't have that, who they're going to have? Chris Evans or uh, Mike Evans had a big game versus the Eagles. Yeah, sure, Eagles. Mm-hmm. And then you had Rob Gronkowski. Those two are going to have to carry the load now if they're not mm-hmm. going to be able to run the game. Against the Rams' defense, don't think that's going to be able to happen. Um, and that's why I'm going to take the Rams here because I think they're going to pressure the pocket. Brady's going to get sacked uh, like he did against the Eagles. And then, you know, uh, that O-line's busted up and the offense was just crazy, you know. Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay's offense, simple. You know, run the ball, play action, pass the ball. It's very simple, and it's been effective. It worked against the Cardinals. I think their offense could uh, do some serious things. You know, uh, Tampa's defense is really, really good, uh, but so is the uh, Rams' uh, defense as well. I'm going to take the Rams' defense as the X factor of this game. I'm going to say they take over for this game like they did against Arizona. Uh, They sacked Tom Brady. They make it hard for him to 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 uh, throw the ball, and they just pressure, 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 and that's it. Rams offense will just you know finish the job, do their thing, and that's how it's going to end. Uh, over under forty eight and a half, though. I'm going to take. Uh, I'll take. Uh, I'll take the over. I'll take the over for uh, for that. Okay. Wait, just to make sure, Tampa Tampa's favorite in this game, right? Yeah, by three. By, over three. By three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and for the Bills game, Bills were. Those are uh, underdogs. underdogs? Okay. 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 Well, Why are you taking have... the underdogs here? Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Okay. No. No. I'm not gonna lie. You you shocked me because I'm I I was gonna say Rams, but uh, now now that you said Rams, you're gonna the say Rams. Fact, the shock factor definitely diminished, so I might uh, I might have to change up my decision now. <laughs> shock but uh, no, it's because uh, listen. I, I'll say I this know... before you start. I'll say this. Yeah. Tom Brady's gonna face the most dangerous pass rush right now in the playoffs. And we've mm-hmm. seen him beat pass rush teams before. However, if yeah. Tom Brady beats the Rams, not even beats the Rams, if Tom Brady defies the pass rush, he overcomes it like that. Like, it's nothing. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, they're nothing for Tom Brady. Like, we don't even see Aaron, those two do anything. I'm taking Tom Brady to win this year's Super Bowl again. I'm taking okay. Because if he overcomes that pass rush, like, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. What's... What other team's pass rush is going to do that? Is going to be able to do anything then? This is the best one he's going. If he can beat this, he's winning. I'm taking the Bucs all the way to win the Super Bowl. If they beat the Rams here, I'm taking the Bucs to win the Super Bowl. If he destroy, if this pass rush does shit all against Tom, that's all I'm saying. Even if they win the game, but he he still gets sacked like seven times, doesn't count. If he does, if he told, you know what I mean? If he that pass rush isn't a factor on Tom Brady, I'm taking him to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Wow. Unless the Bengals are still alive. Okay, fair. No, but uh, a lesson we learned last year was uh, never bet against Tom Brady, right? But yeah. uh, I don't know. I think this this game is going to be very interesting because obviously we know Tom Brady has defeated Sean McVay in the Super Bowl before. Um, like he's he's, but these are different teams, right? Obviously, this Rams team is probably better than way better than the Rams team they had a couple years ago, and uh, I'd say Tom Brady. The, the, the team's pretty similar, but there's no Bill Belichick anymore, right? Yeah. So, um, for this game, it's so hard because I, I really want to say Rams just because, like, I know underdog, you right? But then you, you said Rams, so it's not as cool. So, um, I'm still going to go Rams. Yeah. But Really? Wow. I, None of us have Tom Brady. I guess we'll never learn. <laughs> I, I, I know. We don't have Tom Brady. All I'm saying is we'll, we'll, we'll put the, the Stephen Zang show, like, or, or honor on the line. If yeah, if Tom Brady does win, you guys can hate on us. Yeah, we both we both Wrong. approved this Again. that the Rams should win. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But 
I'm not saying they should. I, I think I like their chances. I like I like. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, I like that's what fair. I see. Like I, I hate betting against or even saying that Tom Brady's gonna lose, but everyone's gonna like he's lost before, you know. He's yeah. lost to Eli Manning. Come on. So, um, no, I I think Matthew Stafford. Obviously, they lost the Forty Niners. Forty Niners showing that they're a decent team. Like they they had their ups and downs, but uh, I don't know in in the playoffs like. What they showed against Arizona, they they locked in. Their defense was insane, like the and everything just looked good. Odell played really well, but it's, it's tough when you it's tough with the Rams because of the inconsistency, right? You don't yeah. know what Rams team you're gonna get, but the fact that they got out of the first round pretty easily just shows that like okay, th- this can definitely be a, a contender or even a dark horse, right? So uh, I'll take the Rams on this one. We we'll have the Shib and Zang. We'll put a post. Start hating us, all Brady fans, whatever, if you want, if we're wrong, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah. Listen, um, I think Sean McVay is going to win a Super Bowl for sure uh, exactly. in his career. Uh, I like his coaching. He's a great coach in this league, uh, that mm-hmm. mindset. So I'm going to take him uh, versus exactly. Tom. And I also have, like, in, for, for me, it's like Aaron Donald, too, right? He hasn't won a Super Bowl. We yeah. know Von Miller has won one. But, like, Matthew Stafford, too. Like, just what, what an underdog story that'd be, like, playing on this shit Detroit team for years and then yeah. first year back plays with LA and then yeah. just and plus LA the hype with LA like it's it's Los Angeles right if Los Angeles wins something there's always like like who wants to see Tampa winning the game like bro that's boring like they, they won hockey like okay the parades is nice or whatever yeah. but it's not oh you're you're on boats now nah, if you win in LA bro come on so um, I, I kind of like the boat selling. It was kind of original. Okay, but how many? There's before. there's already been three boat sellies. Like how many? <laughs> Keep them going. Who who does who doesn't like a good boat on the day? Bro, there's boat so many day, boats. You don't like a good darty on a boat with this with Lombardi. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we got to move on. Because uh, yeah. that's the NFL picks. Uh, we'll be posting on the stories, or whatever. But first, we got to move on to UFC 270. We got to skim through this, Eric, because we had to talk about the NFL. UFC 270, Eric, it's fight week yep. uh, this Saturday. And Ganu and Gone, two heavyweight matchups. Uh, it's going to be a great fight, great matchup. But we have to talk about the main card, Eric. This is the yep. first pay per view of 2022. Obviously, not the biggest one. It might be the worst one of the year. It could be uh, the first one, the worst one. We'll see. But uh, not a lot of big names, a lot of up and comers, I would say, more um, that we're getting, show- are getting showcased here. And uh, yeah, you know, and not the greatest title fight. Um, mm-hmm. Which I mean, the flyweight, not the greatest title fight, uh, title fight that we wanted to see. But that's what we got. Still a lot of interesting fights. Main card, Eric. Um, there's some new names, uh, some young up-and-comers, some guys who might be near the end of the line, and that's where we start with our first fight in the Bantamweight, Eric, on the main card. Cody Salmon versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. Mm-hmm. Uh, American versus Russian. This is a Bantamweight matchup. 5-3-1 versus 3-1. Uh, Nurma- Nur- <coughs> oh, wow, sorry. Nurmagomedov is the favorite under 180 odds. Uh, Cody Saman 155. I'm taking uh, Nurmagomedov, not because, you know, he has the same last name as Khabib. He's not related. Uh, if anyone's uh, wondering, nope, he is not his brother. I think he's going to outgrapple him. Um, I think uh, he's, he's going to out, he has, he's going to out him. Cody is more near the end of his career. We've seen him cry. Not saying that's anything to do with his, you know, if he's ready to fight or anything like that. But I'm going to take uh, Russian. I think it's going to be like a spinning back kick right to the gut or something. Finish. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Stamen might be on his way out. He's on a losing streak. 
I just think it's time for the uppercut. You know, he's 29, Nurmagomedov. He's on the you know right side of 30 right now. So I'm going to take the up-and-comer over Cody, who I think is uh, near the end of the line. And uh, I think uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov is going to get a finish second round, something like that, maybe even okay. first. Okay, no, no, this like uh, no, this is gonna be a good matchup. Um, I've watched both those like yeah, I, I, I remember watching like a couple of highlights, but obviously like some this card isn't the most stacked, right? Like last yeah. card, the main card, yeah, you could go down to the prelims and have yeah, no yeah. bunch of people, right? This this card, even the main card, there's some fighters you might not know, especially this one, Cody Stammen versus Saeed yeah. Magomedov. Um, I don't know if many people are gonna be betting on this fight, but uh, if you do bet. I'd say just go with Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Um, he, like, just, okay, maybe don't bet just because of the name, but, yeah, as you said, Cody Stammen. No, he's good. I, 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 he's near the end of his career, Cody Stammen. I really believe this is Nurmagomedov's fight to lose. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so Cody, uh, he's ranked, he's actually ranked number 15. Yeah. But inside, he's not even ranked yet, but. Nope. Uh, up and comer. Um, up and comer and. Hey, he's from Dagestan, man. Like, I'm guessing he's from Dagestan. No, he's not. He's not from Dagestan. He's not from Dagestan. He's got to be from... He's not from Dagestan. He's from Russia. He's not from Dagestan. Uh, Russia is Dagestan. Russia is Dagestan, basically. When you talk about UFC, Russia... No, no, Dagestan is in Russia. I know that. I know that, Eric. (laughs) But he... But he, that, is there's other places in Russia, Eric. It's not just Dagestan, the Republic of Dagestan, you know. There's other places in Russia. From, no, I'm pretty not sure from not. Dag- okay, maybe you can Google them. Okay, okay, I okay. could be wrong, but uh no, you can Google them because I gotta move on. Um okay. you Google them. But uh I gotta move on. We gotta move on to the next fight. Welterweight fight. This is a good one. Uh Mikel uh, Pereira versus Andre Philhal or Philo. Uh, Pereira favorite under 290. Versus two plus two thirty. Now, I'm taking uh, Michael Pereira here, Eric, because the best way to beat Pereira is break him down in later rounds. And uh, Philo isn't that type of guy. If you look at most of his wins, first round knockout, whatever, he wins in the first round, and his losses, Eric, happen in the third rounds. Uh, so later down, he's not that guy. He's a guy who's going to come out, pressure him, you know, uh, and then try and do as much as he can in the first round. And then in the later rounds, maybe get tired. That's not how you beat Pereira. Now there's a chance he gets knocked down in the first round. Obviously, there's always a chance that because the guy's going to come out fine. Don't think that's going to happen with Pereira. Um, and, you know, we've seen guys like Chaos Williams lost to Pereira. Uh, and he has a better chin. And he's similar to how Andre Felhau uh, fights. You know, very, uh, uh, he comes out in the first round. But, you know, he got, you know, chopped at his legs. Uh Pereira kept his distance and just, you know, uh, landed strikes when he needed to land uh, land strikes. We know Phil Howes beat James Vick. He's beat Chris Curtis. He's beaten some guys that we've recognized names. He has good power in his hands, and he trains at uh, Sanford MMA, which is a great gym in the welterweight division. A lot of uh, welterweight guys train there. Obviously, this is a short-notice fight, Eric. Andre uh, Phil Howes is picking this after uh, that fight got canceled with – oh, no, that's another fight. Sorry, but this is a short-notice. Um and this is a guy who can't pressure him in later rounds. So that's why uh, I'm going to take Pereira. But don't overlook Phil Howe. You can still knock him out in the first round. I just don't think that's what Pereira is going to do. He's going to wait it out and then just break down Phil Howe in the later round and then that, come out with a, a finish or a decision. Okay. No, that's fair. Okay. So, uh, in no, very good analysis. Um, obviously, uh, it's going to be the debut for Andre Phil 
Um, but Michelle Pereira, man, I know a lot of others. I, I've been following him for a while. That's my guy. That's my guy. Oh, that's um, guy. I, I wouldn't say that he's ever going to become a champion. That's not like what, what I envision him to become. Well, it's tough in the like, welterweight division. It is tough. And the way he fights, like, it, it, it's weird because he, this guy is just there for pure entertainment. He, he is there just to do his ninja moves. Like, he is there for pure entertainment. If you want to watch entertainment, watch all of Michelle Pereira's fight. He will do, try everything. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't look that cool sometimes, but like, he'll just do a backflip. Like, he, he he's there for the highlight. Hey, he, he gets a knockdown. Something like his uh, good first fight in the UFC. Yeah, you know, he's a very like good Chaos fighter. Williams a was a great win. Took his time, mm-hmm. waited, uh, waited him out, and that's how he went. So, yeah. Oh, no, he's good. And then he even beat uh, Nico Price, who's yep. a very re- reputable uh, fighter in the UFC. Uh, fought a bunch of times. So, um, I don't think he's going to rise up the ranks, but I um, I don't really know much about the other dude. Yep. So, I'm taking him in this fight. I've watched much of Michel Per. I, I was there. I watched his first fight back in 2019. Like, I remember watching that fight. Um, the, the highlight, because he had a crazy highlight. I don't remember. It was like, I think he elbowed him or some shit, like some crazy, or flying knee, like some crazy shit. So, and even before the UFC, he he was knocking out people in crazy fashion. He he jumps on the fan, like, bro, crazy shit. I think so, he was a flying knee, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, but, uh, yeah, if, if, if you want to watch entertain fight, watch his fight, Michelle Pereira. He's only there to entertain, so definitely yeah. going to be a good fight to watch. So, yeah, we both got him. And then the next main card, Ilya uh, Tapuria uh, versus Charles Jordan, uh, 25 versus 26. Eric, these are some featherweight prospects, some up-and-coming guys. Originally, it was supposed to be Mavsor uh, Evlau. Uh, that was supposed to be the previous matchup versus Ilya uh, Tapuria, uh, but that got uh, canceled or moved. I'm not sure what happened, but he was another featherweight prospect. Mm. But Charles Jordan, Eric, is the next guy, uh, next prospect. So this is the next. This is understandable why he uh, is taking this fight, especially on short notice. Uh, but I'm going to take Taporia in this fight, Eric. He's the favorite under 350 mm-hmm. for good reasons. 11 and 0. Uh, he beat Ryan Hall, the Wizard. He's also called the the the, the Wizard. Both yeah. of these guys called the Wizard. So I guess we know who the real Wizard is. Um, he's just had some great fights, some great performances, Eric uh, versus Yusef Zalal. Um, he beat Damon Jackson, who you know who was, you know, not so good at the time, but, you know, who's kind of stepped it up a little. Now he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat Brian Bullen uh, for, for the belt in the Cage Warriors. Uh, man, uh, he will out-grapple Jordan. Uh, the, the problem is this is a short-notice fight for Jordan, so um, we don't know how that what implications that's going to have. I think he had a camp in December, uh, so he might still be in some good shape. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, if you get yeah, well, I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, sorry, it's badly written here. Um, we've seen how you can beat uh, Jordan. We've seen uh, Ch- Charles Jordan. If he gets pressured, uh, there's some moments of success there, like we saw in the Marcelo Rojo fight. Uh, that fight was also on short notice. He was fighting on short notice, Rojo, uh, but he still got moments of success when he pressured Charles Jordan, kept his chin down, and just laid some body shots. He still lost that fight. But we see some sampling of what works versus Charles Jordan. If he gets pressured, then he kind of takes a step back, and you can take control of that fight. Um, it's kind of, it, and that's what I expect Ilya Toria to do: uh, just pressure Charles Jordan, uh, outstrike him, and just uh, either win by decision, or uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna get a TKO maybe in the later round. Okay. No. Uh, 
Um, just to begin with, I, I don't like Tapuria just because he'd be my boy, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall. Yeah. I've always liked this guy. You know, the little shrug, like everything about Ryan Hall. He, he, man's always going for the leg locks, you know, like a very unconventional way of fighting came from the uh, the ultimate fighter. So I like Ryan Hall. He was on a four fight win streak and then got killed by uh, Ilya Tapuria. Yep. Um, I, I remember it was on the undercard of the Conor Maria fight versus Dustin Poirier, the third one. So, but Ryan Hall bounced back from me. I don't, I don't know why I'm talking about Ryan Hall, but that's my guy. So I'm going to take Ilya Tapuria just off that, just being able to beat Ryan Hall, who's a very good competitor. And that just shows a lot. So um, don't yeah. know too much, but I'll, but I'm going to take Tapuria. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Moreno, this is a title fight. Brandon Moreno for the flyweight versus okay. uh, Figueredo. Uh, Brandon Moreno's favorite, 180 versus one plus 155. Eric, uh, just notes for the people listening. Moreno has been working with Canelo Alvarez, working on his striking game, obviously. Um, you know, he can, I think he's going to outstrike. He's going to outkick uh, Figueredo. You know, uh, he's broken this kind of, this narrative, this boogeyman narrative around Figueredo. You know how confident he was in this division, how mm-hmm. confident he was against Moreno. And then even in that first match, uh, that was a draw. Still think Moreno kind of broke his confidence there. Wins mm-hmm. the second match. Now they have this third fight. I think Moreno has this confidence. I don't even think Figueredo like really truly believes him in himself anymore. Um, I think it's, mm-hmm. his confidence has been crushed. I think this is either going decision or it's going to be the late round finish by Moreno. Um, he lands more body shots. He's been working with Alvarez. I think his striking game is improved. Um, you know, and weight cuts for a guy who at 34, I think he gets tough uh, and, and it kind of lingers into the camp. So that's why I'm going to take uh, Moreno here. I'm just, uh, you know, not the best title fight. Flyweight, not really the, the one mm-hmm. I follow up the most, but uh, I like uh, that Mexican uh, Brandon Morel champion, okay. first Mexican champion. Yeah, uh, only personally. Yeah, yeah, USC. Yeah, personal. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna take him to, uh, to, to 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 defend that title. Okay. No, I like fair. Lego. Um, I like Lego. What do you say? Again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like that's Lego. What he said. I like Lego, but no, this fight. I know a lot of people like it. Like you, like you said, the the, the car might not be as stacked, but this is a fight. It doesn't sound appealing, but it's definitely one you want to watch just because. These fly, these flyways, they throw so many punches. It's so there's so much movement. Like you know, heavyweight, a lot of time it's like it's like this. There's waiting, 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 right, waiting for the right timing. In in these fights, they're always grappling, like punching, right? Yeah. There's always something going on, which makes it very entertaining. Um, and obviously, since they're, they they're, they want, they don't have much, as much power, right? Because they're a little smaller, yeah. they can take a lot more punches. Very entertaining fights. So um, on one hand, you have uh, Devinson Figueroa beat a bunch like Benavidez twice like to get the belt like he's a very good fighter um he's probably probably the best second best or third best flyweight um, of all time because it's a pretty new division yeah um and um obviously um right now he has Henry Cejudo actually uh helping him training out. him and and Henry Cejudo actually helped out Brendan Moreno before mm-hmm. or they, they they were in a training camp together so Henry Cejudo He's kind of like not backstabbing because Henry Cejudo has some Mexican blood in him. He's not he's American, but he has Mexican blood in him. So that's why Brendan Moreno was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's why there's a bit of beef going on. But uh, hey, Brendan Moreno, oh, I, I love it. Everything about this guy. I've watched so many clips of I don't you ever seen that that video. It's like uh, one day I will be champion. Oh, yeah. He yeah, starts yeah. crying. And bro, that, that clip, like, oh, everything about it. And he's just like he just shows like 
bro, like you don't have to be like his character. Like he's not this badass dude. He plays with nope. Lego. He doesn't care. But hey, he's a champ, and he, he just works hard. And uh, hey, he's a Mexican. You know, like like. Uh, hey, well, you might want to watch out what you say here. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. He it, 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 it's like having a Mexican champ for boxing did so oh, much yes. for them. Like and the UFC, will like do much, the, yes. Even Dana White said, like, uh, before the fight, he's like, if you become champion, you will, like, like Mexico will blow, like, it, it's gonna be amazing for the sport, right? And that's what he did, and he he did blow up in in Mexico, like it. He went viral. He was on all the the, the news, everything. Uh, Tijuana, where he's from, uh, like everyone was amazed at everything, and it was it was really good for the sport, right? Because if UFC is able to go to Mexico. That will be amazing for there's so many sports like fight uh, fighting. Well, same thing with China. Fans. Same thing with China. Yeah, exactly. They, That's what they're trying to do. Champion. But it's because uh, Dana White's seen what uh, Canelo Alvarez is doing, right? With yeah. the boxing and like so many fans, right? So that's what he's trying to do here. And having Brendan Moreno, who's a very good personality, everybody likes him. So that's what he's trying to do here. Uh, Brendan Moreno, I think he's gonna win this fight. I think, I think he's gonna go to. De- I want to say he's gonna go to the decision, but. I've watched the countdowns. I've watched the embedded vlogs. I don't know if Dev- Devin Figueroa is coming to this fight. Like he's angry. He like he's like, oh, like I'm not losing this guy. Like I'm different now. Like yeah. I was too soft. Like, hey, Brendan Moreno, he he's gonna win this fight. He he knows what's up. He's always been focused. He yeah, I, I just like his vibe and everything. So um, I'm very happy with saying that I think Brendan Moreno. Yeah, because Figueroa too, like you say, he's working with Henry Cejudo. So I'm confused mm-hmm. what. Like his game plan is going to be—is he going to try and grapple uh, Brandon Moreno because he's going to get Brandon Moreno is better. He'll, yeah, he'll Brandon Moreno is a better grappler too. So, no, is is definitely going to be interesting. He'll gas himself out if he tries to do that. So I, that's why I'm going to take Moreno just because striking uh, is improving. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I'm going to take uh, him to 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 defend the title because he's already being a Figueroa. He's got the confidence mm-hmm. over him. Yep. I think Figueroa. He might be saying all this crap, whatever. I think he's really lost the confidence. Uh, but now we got to move on to the champ, uh, the title yeah. fight, and Ganu for another title fight for the heavyweight division. Ganu versus Gan. Gan is the favorite, Eric, under 155, and Ganu is That's plus crazy. 135. Now, uh, and Ganu, as we know, very artistic. He lands big shots, and that's pretty much his game when you make an Ngannou prediction when you like bet on him, Eric. That's really all you got to say. An artistic fighter, and he lands big shots, yeah. and because that's what his game is, he knocks people in the first round. However, I'm taking Cyril Gan. And people might hear me. I think you're taking Cyril Gaon too. I think a lot of people are going to look at us or look at me and be, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Ganu, Ganu. First of all, if you're reacting that way, if you're so astonished and shocked that I'm saying Gaon, it's first of all, because number one, you don't know who Cyril Gaon is. And all you've Mm -hmm. been watching is Ganu knockouts and highlights because that's what's Mm -hmm. been, you know, Mm -hmm. on your feed or social media because he's the champ and he's getting more social media uh, presence and clicks and stuff like that, whatever. People don't know about Cyril Ghan is he might be the most technical heavyweight fighter time. that of all time already in the UFC. I mean, yeah, the guy moves like he's a light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody in the division moves like him. And you know, you yeah. look at guys like you know Miocic and who can't, you know, who don't have the reach over Nganu. What do they gotta do? They gotta get inside on Nganu and try and you know hurt him there. Well, guess what happens when you try and get inside with Nganu? You're gonna get your ass knocked out. Guess what? Cyril Ghan won't be doing that at all. Mm-hmm. You know what's gonna happen? And Ghana's going to get jabbed in the face a lot. Lunging jabs and stuff like that. Kicks to the body. Knees to the body. Ghana's going to space himself out. He's going to pick his moments. He's going to use those leg, those body kicks. And he's going to, you know, 
jabbing Ganu in the face. And either he's going to get the decision win, Eric, or it's going to be like mm-hmm. a TKO win, like Derek Lewis kind of thing. I don't think yeah. Gon, he, he's smart. He's not going to, you know, challenging Ganu in, in any way. He's not going to try and get inside, you know, and risk the chance of getting knocked out. Uh, he's going to pick his moments, pick Ngannou apart, very technical. He's going to strike, use technical striking. And uh, that's why I think that's the big difference over guys like Miocic and other guys who have to get inside to hurt people because uh, that's what the heavyweight division is, basically. We haven't seen a guy like Gon, though. Most technical, versatile, moves the best in this division. He's got all the, that's why he's the favorite, technically. And uh, he's, like a, he's like a Volkanovsky of the heavyweight. Or a Petr Yan, or a or a Wonder Boy, even you know of the heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. he's that just elusive and he moves and he's so technical. So that's that's why I take him. Okay, no, well, no, the the, the fact that Gone is even uh, a, a favorite in this fight is actually very, very, very surprising because you yeah. look at Ngannou and every single fight he's been, he's basically like, even against Miocic, the second time he was favorite, even though he lost, he was still a favorite. So. But obviously, I, I think there's a huge disparity between Miocic and Gon. Like, Gon is technically everything is way better. He's even heavier than Miocic, and Miocic is pretty heavy himself. So, um, this fight uh, is it. I'm so I, like, I understand this card isn't the best, but just this fight, I think, makes it up. Like, oh, yeah, this is such a good fight. Um, for me, is it, I, I don't, I don't even want to say, like, I still have to process who I think I'm going to win. I, Probably gonna no, post you have to say it now. You got to say it now. No, no, no. It, it, I, I can't. You have to. Embedded to. No, you have to. We're running out of time. You, you got to give the viewers a prediction. Okay, no, no, wait. They're still embedded to watch. Like it's a process. Like these bets. Like I have to go through stuff. And you, what you can't forget is that in Ganu. What does no, that like, mean? I, I still have to. Like I have to look like at the press way friends, in gonna press conference. Use? Everything. Like you have to. I don't. <laughs> like this the is everything. Everything you got to take into account. So. Fernand Torres was Ngannou's coach. He's Gon's coach. They have beef. So, and uh, Gon knows what's up. He knows everything. Gon like because he, hey, he he coaching Ngannou. He, he's yeah. the one that got him. Point right. Ngannou left. So, uh, the only thing is Ngannou. Every every time he the the, the fight has gone two uh, past two rounds, he's lost. Ngannou has uh, two losses in the UFC to Miocic and Derek Lewis. Third round decision. Fifth round decision. Every single time it goes past. Uh, the, the second round he loses, so gone crazy cardio everything perfect. We talked about it millions times. Look how beautiful switching the stances, Muay Thai. Like he's got everything, love everything about gone. He's he's just so smooth with it. But it's really gonna be like, and Ganu is like a Derek Lewis, but way better, way better, way more fluid. Can wrestle even, and he's not as stiff as Derek because Derek Lewis all he has is real yeah. sticky one right hand, right. Like Gon, uh, uh, Ngannou actually has two hands. Like he, he actually has a, a bit more uh, uh, weapons. So uh, that's why I think it's gonna be a very interesting fight. I know you want a prediction. Just wait for it. I'll I'll, I'll, right. I'll be posting it. But uh, hey, I'm telling you, you have to everyone watch this fight, man. It's gonna be amazing. Like it, it's be. gonna be the heavyweight fight of all time. I'm telling you, it will be UFC 270 this weekend. Thank you so much for listening or watching the Ship and Zang show. If you joined us on YouTube, you got your NFL picks for the final. You got your UFC picks. So you got some betting to do. So get on that and get on hot streak fantasy and make those bets or bet way, whatever. Do you make money though? I hope we could help. Thank you. And we'll see you guys in the next week episode. Roll the outro. Peace out.